1: Laura, I have uh, this email newsletter that I started just a couple of weeks ago yeah, because that's people, right. you know, they can't they can't hear all the segments we do on the show or read all the things that I write about. I mean, there's so much wisdom to share.
2: <laughs> you have a lot going on that you need to share with. People. Well,
1: I would love for people to subscribe to our podcast yes. and then you can get everything. And today I got a nice uh, text from one of our listeners who enjoys this segment. And uh, listens the next day. Like while oh, he's nice. on the treadmill, he listens to this.
2: Wonderful. Yeah.
1: So uh, we love that. Yes, Listen we do. whenever you can on your schedule. So you could sign up for the podcast. Also, if you go to my website, com, right at the top, there's a spot where you can sign up for the download, which is the email newsletter I send out. And it has. Links to some of our favorite segments during the week. Other There's a lot of restaurant and food news. So mm-hmm. if you like that, that's in there, too. Kind of all of the stuff that you do. It's just all the stuff. Yep. And sometimes it's like, will I call you a loser? Well. Like the mayor did yesterday. Yeah. You never know. He was
2: just joking.
1: Just yeah. joking. He was joking. I think he was clearly joking. Also, yeah. like most jokes, when you do like sort of an insulting joke, <laughs> you also kind of mean it. Right? Like, I've for sure been guilty of those kind of lame jokes. It is
2: his goal to get people back in those offices downtown. I think it's okay. That's his job.
1: It's okay. Like, most of the people who are mad about it are people who just don't like him anyway. Sure. But it is difficult in politics today, right? If you Uh. say something off script or off the cuff. Yeah. I could never do it. You have to have the kind of thick skin where you're like, you know what? I don't care. But yeah. you also have to be open enough to be like, hmm, sort of mess that one up. Right. It's, that's a tough balance to do, accepting right? Accepting
2: that you, yeah, accepting your mistakes and that you can do better, listening to others when even when, if you think you're right. All of that is so important. It's really hard. I could never do it, though. I would I would
1: crumble for I, sure. I sometimes think about it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'd want to put my family through it. Yeah. I think that's the main issue. And I would have a hard time um, just having to rally the troops in mm. whatever party I decided to be in. Yeah. Because there are going to be some things where it's like, well, I don't really agree with this, but I need to push this through so I can get their help on that. Yeah, I know. That's the part. It's more fun. We can just talk about it. Yes. (laughs) Like, I I like that. Yeah. So in the CBS News, we heard them report that uh, fewer than half of people know what their blood pressure is. I know. And it's being reported as if, like, we're idiots for not knowing this. Not
2: knowing our numbers.
1: But why would you know this stuff? I, Do you I, know your blood pressure?
2: I know that I'm that my blood pressure is fine. I couldn't tell you what the numbers are.
1: Do you know your blood pressure, Dan?
3: Uh, I have a pretty vague idea like of sort it of because I was just at the doctor two weeks ago, and we, you know, so I know all those numbers. At my dentist,
1: they they check your blood pressure at the dentist. Oh, really? And right, so the reason is that uh, for a lot of people, the dentist is the only doctor you see. Oh, wow. So they checked my blood pressure, and <laughs> after a couple of appointments, they were like, you know, you should really go to your, your doctor and Ooh. get your blood pressure checked out. I was like, really?
2: Said, That's why we check it.
1: So I went to my doctor, and the doctor was like, you're fine. The doctor said your blood pressure is, you know, it's like a little on the higher end of normal. And again, like, I don't know what my numbers are. I'm a normal human. Like, yeah. if you, you know... You go to the doctor and they tell you if it but maybe I should know my numbers. I don't know. But uh the doctor asked, like, what are you doing right before like are you nervous at the dentist's office? I was like, No Who isn't. Oh, I love the dentist office. You do? Yeah, I love it.
2: Oh. And I get- would go
1: I would go four times a year. Because I just love that feeling, like when they scrape all the stuff oh, off your teeth.
2: I know it's so clean and wonderful. Oh, I but love it! It's not fun as they're doing it. You don't no. love it as they're doing it, or do you? Uh,
1: yeah, I kind of. like I like
2: going to the dentist. And you give them <laughs> plenty of work because you're a non-flosser.
1: That's true. Oh, yeah, maybe that's. It's even more satisfying, <laughs> but TMI. I, they're on the second floor. I always take the stairs. And my dentist was like, well, that's it. Yeah. It's like you're, or the doctor was like, well, that's why your blood pressure is high because you're walking up <laughs> a flight of stairs <laughs> to go to the dentist. Do
2: oh. they do the test right after you the It's the first the door? thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I'm usually running late. That's surprising to no in one here. It's funny with a job where like this show starts at a particular time. Like you can't really be late Mm-mm. to the show. Right. I, you know. Ten years of anchoring the news. I yeah. think I only overslept once. <laughs> that was bad.
2: You know what I have realized working in this business for so many years? You, uh, you don't even realize how much time you spend in any given day looking at a clock.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's it, true.
2: We're always looking always at looking clocks. Always looking at the clock, yes. It's weird.
1: It is weird. <laughs> That's very interesting.
2: Nobody else looks at clocks as much as broadcasters do. Seriously.
1: I was uh, talking to the dean of the College of Communication at my alma mater at Marquette University today, and we were Mm -hmm. talking about kind of what skills the young communication students are interested in, what careers are interested in, and uh, both like the, you know, advancement, like the the give me the money person and the dean (laughs) were like, it's got to be weird. Like every day you have like every day, three to six, you have to be there. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's, Yeah. You're like, oh it's part of the gig. In today's world that's very strange. It is. You're like, I suppose it is. You don't think about it. You're like, well, the show's on from three to six. Like uh, what else? When else am I supposed to do it? Someday maybe we'll just upload this thing into the cloud and like people will listen whenever they want. Sure. That day. Yeah. I imagine there'll still be some sort of deadline. Know your blood pressure. This survey is just designed to make us feel stupid.
2: Well, what is it? Blood pressure, your uh, proper weight range. What's your
1: ideal weight? What's your blood sugar level?
2: How would you know that? Well, How would anybody know that?
1: Diabetic, I guess.
2: But for those who are not, you would never know such a thing.
1: No, I have no idea what my blood sugar level is. But then they're like, by comparison, 68% knew their childhood address. Well, like, yeah. that's that's where I lived. Like, of course. Oh. Now also, I want to like, know my numbers. I know. Do you ever do like the blood pressure at like the Walgreens or the CVS? No.
2: <laughs> I don't want to put my hands on some grubby thing <laughs> ah. that somebody else has had their mitts in. No. Thank you.
1: Looks fun. It looks. Back when I was a kid, I, I, oh. I would always want to try to play with that machine. And I my mom would just be like, no.
2: Jane said, God, I bet you were a handful. Seriously. Come on, Dan. I know you're laughing. It's true.
1: I was... So the same thing that listeners hate, uh, my parents had to deal with. Like, oh, you're such a know-it-all. You think you know everything. Yes. I'm like, well, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just right. you.
1: Yeah. I don't think I will say this job is certainly, you know, over the last 10 years... You have sort of that youthful arrogance, right, where you know stuff. And then the older I get, the more I realize that, oh, boy.
2: I don't know things. No.
1: I feel like my rate of learning has accelerated.
2: Mm, mm
1: -hmm. Like, when you are intentionally open to the fact that you might be wrong. Yes. And your preconceived idea might be wrong. Right. uh, It's kind of cool. It is cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, This article in the Star Tribune, I assume it's going to show up Sunday, About Mark Rosen.
2: Oh, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard it's just beautiful. So,
1: Laura Ewan, who is such a wonderful writer, and she's been on our show before. I love reading her columns. Um, She crafted this story so beautifully. Mm. Mark Rosen very publicly uh, went through the terrible diagnosis of brain cancer of his wife Denise. Yeah. Left Channel 4 uh, to care for her. Uh, Mark's daughter, Chloe, worked and still works, I think, over at Channel 4, worked with us there. Yeah. So watching this family go through that pain <sighs> was heartbreaking. And out of that, he posted, and I remember when he posted on Twitter, this picture of his new cat, Willow. mm mm-hmm. And in the comments and in the likes was a fellow cat lover named Karen Nelson. Mm. And Karen would like the post or share an encouraging word mark was like i think i know that name and she works for the minnesota vikings she's oh, their okay. chief legal officer and so mark being a journalist asked some questions hey is she single mm-hmm. and they went out for coffee and now they're married
2: mm-hmm. i and remember I, when they got married
1: it's just a beautiful story about the fact that life can deal you such grief oh yes and you never know around what corner that joy and that new chapter yep. and that new life might be. Mm-hmm. And the way those two, I find it very, very inspiring. And so I hope you guys will check it out because people have different chapters of life. There are ups and downs and y- you have to be open to, to joy and to magic. Oh, Yes. And no matter how, you know, society might be like, well, boy, that was awful quick that you jump back in. Well, you know what? Screw you, first of all. It's nobody like, else's business. Correct. And when you go through grief, a lot of time, and in this story, there's a quote from Mark talking about, In this boy, I just think of people going through a cancer diagnosis and that being in, in the family. There's a quote in this story from Chloe where she said, look, people think like that we started grieving when mom died. But the truth was when the diagnosis came there was a mini death yeah. death. When she could no longer walk, there was a mini death. When she lost her verbal skills. Oh, yeah. And then in hospice. So all of these times you had you had all of those sort of mourning periods so for much. yes. And so it wasn't bouncing back quickly. Mm-mm. Um uh, but but the other part of this story that I think is often untold is the story of Karin, where you think, like, how you fit into this family that is coping with all of yeah. that, but the grace that she came in there. I don't know. There are just a lot of lessons. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we all know and love Mark from seeing him in our uh, living rooms for all of these years. And uh, I had the pleasure of working with him. So I can tell you, like, he is that good of a person. Yeah. And he's a better person with this next chapter of his life.
2: Nice. I Pretty can't wait cool. to read it.
1: Yeah. Valentine's Day, love on the mind for a lot of us. And that's for a sure. heck of a love story. Check it out on StarTribune.com. Laura, thank you. 520, D rush our news headlines coming up in just a minute. Uh, oh. I kind of like the other song better. Hottest Twin Cities housing markets. What communities were the hottest? What happens when Caitlin Clark leaves college? And fish fries. Oh, it's almost fish fries season. We'll talk about all that when we come back on CCO. The hottest Twin Cities housing markets is where we begin with the D-Rush Hour news headlines on this Thursday, February 8th. The hottest markets we Outer Ring suburbs. Yeah. yeah, they're building them houses. Delano, Delano, number one. I like Delano. It's a great city right on the river, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. But there are only two stoplights along that <laughs> highway, ro- highway trip to get you out there. Uh, The Star Tribune analyzed 35,000 home sales. And the way they come up with this hottest index is they look at, you know, how tight is the supply? How much is the increase in closings? So Delano, number one, Arden Hills, number two, St. Anthony, number three. Uh, Delano had, it's sort of interesting, they described it as the affordable YZ. It's less than half Per square foot, when they look at the housing, Uh, less than half the cost of Wyzetta. A lot of developable land. 150 houses built each year in Delano, so popular for families. Uh, Remote work is part of what's enabled people to live on the fringe of the metro, Delano, and then even beyond where prices are lower. At the same time, millennials, like uh, one couple that's profiled in this story, you know, it's sort of go time. Their family, uh, starting families, looking for schools, looking for larger homes, looking for move ups. So that's where Arden Hills comes in. Really good schools in Arden Hills. Great community. Uh, number two, Saint Anthony's always kind of hot. Saint Anthony is like three blocks right. It's not like the vil- village of Saint Anthony. It's sort of it's its own city right off a thirty five W by Minneapolis. Uh, five of the top housing markets in the hot housing index. Uh, were either stable or up. Uh, the other 98 saw declines. So obviously, the supply of homes has been so low. It's uh, they say it's an 18 percent decline in sales in the metro last year. Couple of great food guides online for you at uh, TwinCities.com. The Pioneer Press just up today. There's a story on De- Detroit-style pizza. It's sort of a little more bready. Uh, In square, like it's a rectangle shape usually for the pie. And they also have, this is one of my favorites. My gosh, I love a fish fry. The ultimate fish fry guide is now online. Oh, get that perch in there. Beautiful. Fry that bad boy up. Pioneer Press getting you ready. Lent starts one week from today. First day, Ash Wednesday is Valentine's Day. What a load that is you know terrible uh, but first fish fry for most places a week from tomorrow Friday the 16th and then Lent ends on March 29th the Friday before Easter Dan where do you come down on fish fry fried fish love fried fish Why wouldn't you? who doesn't? Do you prefer the church fish fry or like the restaurant fish fry
3: yes. Yeah,
1: that's the correct answer. Yeah. We had a year where we were trying to hit all the church fish fries, and it was fun. They're great. It was fun. I I'd I love your input. We'll, we'll do that. You can text in or email us, jason at odyssey.com, favorite fish fry. Some of my favorites on the list, the B-Dale Club in Roseville, the Holy Family Maronite Catholic Church in Mendota Heights. That's a good one. Station number six. I have heard a lot of buzz about that. In Roseville, uh, that's right uh, at the Rosetown American Legion, station number six. Supposedly have a great burger, too. Gabe's, Lake Elmo Inn, those are all good. Gabe's in St. Paul is one of my favorites. What happens when Caitlin Clark leaves college?
3: <laughs> and knocks it down. That's Any Gus. opportunity to play Gus, yeah.
1: There, online, there's like a Gus Johnson soundboard. Where, like, you can just click on whatever words and Gus says it. It's outstanding. Uh, back to Caitlin Clark. New York Times with this story. You know, this is a very interesting phenomenon, right? You're getting sellouts wherever Caitlin and Iowa goes. Uh, huge. She's got a Manhattan marketing firm. So she's got the name, image, and likeness money. The national championship game last year, Iowa LSU, attracted 10 million viewers, runaway record for women. In October, Iowa played in the football stadium, and they attracted 55,646 people to watch a women's basketball game. So the question is, because she, I think she's 22, right? So COVID gave people one more year of eligibility, so she could come back for a fifth year in college or enter the WNBA draft. A rookie contract would pay about $75,000 a year, which is bupkiss. But the New York Times said, look, the reality is a lot of people think, oh, she should stay in college so she can get another year. Make She's probably making a million dollars a year, right? At least. Uh The Times says it's a misconception that she would dent her long-term finances by leaving college because a lot of her key endorsements would certainly follow her to the WNBA. There have been discussions about race. Is it, you know, she is being hailed as the kind of best women's college athlete of all time? Is that fair? Uh, The truth is the numbers don't lie. That's just it. She's about to set a scoring record. And there's some sniping from some old timers. Yeah. But the truth is she's also a rather unselfish player in that she, people, there's this perception that she shoots 40 shots a game. She doesn't. I think her average is like no. 21, 22 shots a game. So she's not just boosting her stats.
3: She makes all those. She's the, just amazing. All the players. I mean, it's not like Iowa is a renowned women's basketball program. No. Right, and she carried that team. I don't even say that. She boosted that team because she made the players around her a lot better. Yeah, into a national championship contender last year. It's kind of um, she. She's one of the greats of all time, no doubt.
1: But I mean. if she leaves, the question is: Will will interest in college women's basketball fade, or are people getting a little taste of like how fun it is? I mean, you've got Notre Dame and Louisville on TV right now.
3: Yeah. It's a fun game to watch. There's all kinds of great players out there, obviously. You know, yeah. Minnesota's own pagebackers, one being one of them. Um, college basketball on the women's side will be just fine.
1: 5.33, that's the D-Rush Hour news headlines. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with another edition of Pretty Good Question. And we'll do that with the biggest controversy over the Super Bowl. No, it's not about Patrick Mahomes. No, it's not about officiating. Yes, it is about Taylor Swift. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And
3: your NFL team is gearing up for training camp.
1: Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the
3: Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country. Providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams. All in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your
1: favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So for years, I did a segment called Good Question, where we took questions to the people, asked them what they thought. A lot of times you had very good insight. And we thought, well, you know what? Let's get out of the studio. Let's go talk to people. So we went to Malcolm Yard's market to ask the most important question Leading up to the Super Bowl, the biggest question on everyone's mind. And that question, your answer is welcome as well at 651 461 Do we really care about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, where are you on the phenomenon? Love it. What, I love love. You love love? Yep, sure do. Are you surprised that anyone would be upset about it?
2: Yep, people are upset about everything.
1: So you're not surprised. I am not surprised. Um, does it make you like football more or like Taylor more or... It
0: does not move the needle in either direction yeah. about anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a perfect answer. Very good. All right, next. Next. Okay. Are you a football fan? I am. How do you feel about Taylor Swift?
0: I mean, I like her. I...
2: I don't know. She always says like the dads, Braz and Chad's are so mad at her. But I don't know. The NFL needed something to pump them up this year, so
1: it's it been worked. all right.
2: It's been fine.
1: Do you think, like, I have been sort of amazed, like how invested people are in this plot line?
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of weird that people are buying tickets to games
1: just to see her. Yeah,
2: that, that's a little weird.
1: You could go to a concert, maybe.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, that's also hard to Hard do. to get that ticket. <laughs> I know, I right? Know. So maybe easier to go to a football game. The
1: Super Bowl is an yeah. easier ticket than one of our shows.
2: I mean, maybe, yeah, perhaps.
1: I'm surprised like people are mad. Like, get a life.
2: Well, football is a sensitive subject for a lot of people, you know? That's true. Especially
1: the Vikings. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> 1 to 10, where are you on Taylor Travis Mania? Uh, two. Two. I don't care. I don't care about that either. I'm a little bit apathetic. I mean, I don't really care. I mean, the, the, the mania,
3: everybody's like so crazy about it. I look at it and I say, you know what? I personally, do, I'm not a big, I'm not a Swifty, so it doesn't really matter to me. I don't care who wins this game. I wanted Detroit. And now this mania, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit much for me.
1: Honestly, if you are a 9 or a 10 on that spectrum, you're probably a weirdo, right? A freak. Yeah, like A freak. What? I mean, not even just a weirdo, A freak. I mean, Whether you're excited about it or infuriated about it, you're there's something a little off. I, I, I don't care. I'm not a Swiftie. I mean, you, they, yeah. they they and all these. Different- I mean, don't you want her to find love? No, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> I could care less yeah. if she finds love. And it does I mean, I want everyone to find love, though. I love it. Do you love me, Jason? I love you. Do you me. want me to find love? <laughs> I do want you to find love. All right. Next question is about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Love watching them. You love it? Oh yeah, it's the one nice thing that's happening in our world. I love watching them. What, what is it about it that you think has people so captivated? They're just nice people. They're just enjoying themselves. They're enjoying each other. They're uh, they're just fun to watch. Yeah, what's not to like? You know?
0: Not for me. I, nothing's yeah. not to like. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're making <laughs> making it all up.
1: It's kind of nice. Like, she's supporting her guy. Yeah. I think like supporting her. Let's let's put it the right way. That's true. I I I look at uh, those two. Well, you sort of look at these uh, goofball actors that like Taylor Swift has been dating before. It's like she just needed a football player, maybe.
0: Well, I think it's a little maybe maybe I don't know maybe it's all a a good guy. Maybe it's all a scam, and I don't really
1: care. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, I I think it's real, but I. I'm sort of a sucker for yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's it's one nice thing that's happening in our world. We can't argue with that. That is true. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Taylor Swift. I'm I'm happy for them. Are you? Are you really? Yeah, because I spend about zero percent of my brain worrying about that. <laughs> so good for them. Are you just trying to watch the game though? Isn't it really like they're showing her too much?
3: You know, I'd rather watch Taylor Swift all day than commercials so yeah. no one complains about that I don't mind it <laughs> I don't mind it. who cares Yeah, who cares have fun
1: live your life she's doing great she's doing fun. she's doing great he's doing great too he's, you know level up honestly yeah. there's sort of a lesson there like he's a good looking guy yeah. she's the most famous person in the world yes shoot your shot and he did and very publicly which is you know ballsy, ballsy respect. yeah my gosh I asked my wife out, like, on an instant messenger back yeah. in college because I was afraid I would get rejected. Checks out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I
0: uh, I don't keep up too much with that, but I used to be a big Taylor Swift fan.
1: So. You went to college and you kind of are trying to leave that part of your life behind yeah. you? That
0: was my childhood.
1: I understand. I understand. What... Uh, it's funny to me that people care so much, either loving it or hating it.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely in the middle.
1: Yeah, it's fine. You want you want her to find... We want everyone to find love, right?
0: Yeah. I hope it works out for them, though.
1: It's kind of weird to be so public, right? Could you imagine, like, having your relationship, like, everybody watching for a sign from a clip, a video, or something?
0: <laughs> I could not imagine that. No,
1: it's so weird. It is weird. One texture saying... Mm. On this question, do you want an on-field on proposal? There, there is the ability to cast a bat. Yes, there is. On bat, I think there's zero chance.
3: I think it's the lock of the century that is not going to happen.
1: This texter would prefer to see like a live breakup. Now that that's well, a
3: twist. That would be dramatic, right? Like if dramatic. he
1: loses, she comes down, throws
3: something at him, and then storms off. That's why there can't be a, a proposal because yeah, what happens if he loses? You're going to plan that whole thing and then lose the game and then try to salvage it? No.
1: There has been discussion about what the effect has been on viewership. And NFL ratings overall are up this year across all demographics. I think because the games have been so close. I mean, there have been a huge percentage of games that have been—
3: Playoff games have been wildly entertaining.
1: Very entertaining. So I'm not surprised that those ratings are up. Ah, uh, there is a jump. I think I read twenty percent in the uh, twelve to seventeen-year-old girl demographic. I mean,
3: there's no question that there are yeah. you know, people great. watching Kansas City games who would not have watched otherwise. Of course, except that Taylor's going to be which them. great.
1: Like if this is a way that like yeah, daughters and mothers who are football fans, or daughters, you know, and, daughters and dads of any kind that are have been group. able yeah. to talk
3: to bond over football, it's great. That's great.
1: I think it's great. And they've done the analysis of how much they show her. It's is, not that much. It's, it's like hard. 25 seconds a it, game. That's
3: the average. The longest she's been on any game was a minute and 16 seconds. And that was the Miami game which was a horrible game and there wasn't a whole lot else to talk about so they kept cutting back to her. Yes. But even at the at the height of it, right? It's a minute 16. It's fine. It's two commercials, 230 second commercials. Get over it. I think it's fine. It's 100% fine. It's actually great. Like gonna, now, is because it, uh, how
1: sweet if it is like, I mean, so many people have grown up with her music, and if indeed she finds love, how what, what's the problem? Well, there's no downside whatsoever.
3: Yeah, she's the, not taken those away of you from who anything, think she's
1: like some sort of psychop, oh, well, no, then you guys are nuts. You need professional counseling
3: if if that's if you're going to go down there. Or route,
1: scripted? Right. People think it's scripted by the NFL. Come it's on, it's a joke. Think it's how much would joke. that cost, though. What do you think? You'd have to pay Taylor Swift to pretend to be in love with a player. I would
3: think it'd have to be to get her to fly from Tokyo all the way back for the Super Bowl uh, you know, as part of a PSYOP. It's gonna be I like, would charge,
1: if I were Taylor, I would charge $1 billion. And it'd I would start. Then I would do it. Yeah. Then it'd I would do start. It. Uh, 548 back in just a minute before Henry Lake and the Lake show here on CCO. If the commissioner of health after taking the COVID-19 vaccine had a potential adverse reaction to that. Wouldn't you want to know in the time? Today, Alpha News, which is a conservative, right-wing news organization, posted a story that, to me, underlies part of the reason why so many people have such distrust of our government and our public health authority. Now, we don't know if Jan Malcolm, the commissioner of health, actually had an adverse reaction to the vaccine. Part of the way we report uh, having an issue is you kind of report to this vaccine adverse event reporting system, VAERS. So she had a blood clot after she got the vaccine. And she reported it in 2021, the summer of 2021. So she was the commissioner of the Department of Health. Now, could have just been unrelated, right? And in fact, a lot of people trying to make political hay about the vaccine are taking things that are correlated, not necessarily causated. But we deserve to know more from our government officials, from our elected officials, about their medical situation when it's relevant to the job. If you're out there telling people, absolutely, you know, she she was quoted saying the arrival of vaccines truly was like a ray of sunshine, which I believe that to be true. I believe she thought that. And just be upfront about this stuff so it doesn't look like you're hiding something. I'm happy, and everybody should be proud of the medical success of the vaccines. But this kind of stuff is, it, uh, it undermines all of it. Because now you can say, well, look at this. Lake is next.